Here in our passage, Luke chapter 2, 8, verse 21, we get a glimpse of what the Lord wants to show us about this Christmas story, the birth of Jesus himself. This is the Lord's word. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. May the Lord bless us in the reading of his word. Christmas Day is a day the Lord shows us his love, his mercy, his humility. Christmas is not a day of power, not a day of judgment, not a day of wrath, but a day of quiet humiliation to show love to a people who are dying. Ever since the time that Adam and Eve sinned against the Lord, all of humanity has simply been building up a record of why the God should strike them down. Nothing but sin after sin, rebellion after rebellion. And yet God, on the day, that he chooses to speak. He speaks not with judgment, but in quietness and humility. There's something beautiful about this, even as human beings. 
The longer you live with someone, the longer you know someone, the more ammunition you have against them. The more you learn about someone, and the more they learn your heart, the more they understand that in the recesses there is a pride, a selfishness, a desire to be right or righteous in their own eyes. And for many of us, we have our times where we just explode. Every, I don't know, every week or so, every month, every six months. Perhaps you're one of those couples who have your regular sort of uh, spats with one another, your serious talks. Perhaps you and your mom, every six months or so, you just go at it and you just, the stress is relieved and you, you, you get angry at one another. And yet God, in his love and his mercy, at the end of the period of the Old Testament, where he had destroyed Israel, instead of finishing them off with his final judgment, he comes in like a lamb. He comes in peace. He comes in humility. He comes unknown to the world of what is about to happen. Look at who he appears to. There are shepherds in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. Shepherds during these biblical times were not princes, we're not kings, we're not middle class, we're not lower class. Shepherding work was something that you did when you had nothing else you could do. Their words meant nothing to anyone else. Their witness probably meant nothing to anyone else. And yet the Lord in meekness sends his angels to declare to the shepherds a child is to be born, a savior to this world. God has this beautiful way of showing to the hearts of the poor the lonely, the downtrodden, his voice. It is not to the proud. It is not one who thinks he's righteous in his own eyes. But it's the one who knows that they have nothing. Even when they have everything. that God shows himself. And these shepherds obeyed. They went to see this child, this babe born 
in a manger. And this is another remarkable part about God himself. I often wondered, and I still haven't come to a conclusion on this, could God have simply sent his son as a full-grown man? Was it necessary for the child to be born and to live sort of a full life? Whatever the answer may be, the fact of the matter is is that God came not as a form of a king or a prince, but came again humble and lowly as a child of someone named Joseph and Mary. Two people who you and I would never have known in history. Except God used these humble vessels to bring about salvation to the world. Brothers and sisters, the first thing that we we need to understand is that our faith comes to us in humility. Jesus comes to us in humility. Jesus comes to us in mercy. The solution to sin, the solution to God's wrath does not start with judgment, but starts with incarnational love. Peace and mercy. And for us as God's people, when we receive that type of love, our response is to be like our Savior, to be as meek to one another and meek to this world, to show the same type of patience and love that God has shown us. For we know the end of the story when Jesus dies on that cross, he takes away all of our sorrow, all of our suffering, all of our anger, all of our sin. And we know that on the cross, he did the same thing when he was born. (coughs) Meek and lowly and humble. We as God's people, as you remember this day of his birth, we are called to be like him. We are called to consider everyone else better than ourselves. We are called to serve and love, not with our love tanks that we have that we need to fill up, but with God's love that is infinite and endless. That when we think that we can't die more for someone, we realize we can. For as Christ gave everything for us, surely he's given that same power that we can love one another. Today's a good day. This Christmas day is a good day for us. A Savior has come. 
to rescue you, to rescue me from ourselves. But there's a flip side to this about a child being born that I think I hope will encourage some of you as well. We often see this in terms of the birth of Jesus for, for me, for us. And in our sort of Christianized world, it's simply just a time for celebration and to sing some songs, drink some hot chocolate, give some gifts, you know, things like that. Uh, but even in the Christian world, we, when we see the birth of the child for those of us who, who, who claim to have Christ as our Savior, we look at this passage and we think only about us. Jesus came to save me. Jesus came to love me. Jesus came to show up for me. And we forget the flip side of this. And I alluded to this before. The love of the Father is so immense for you that the Father decided to estrange himself from his Son. Let me say that again. The Father's love was so great for you that on this day when everyone is singing and hanging Christmas lights and, and all of that stuff, the father sent his son off to war. Knowing that the eternal fellowship that he has had with his son would be broken on that day. I don't know what is going on in the Father's heart. I don't know what is going on in the Son's heart, the Holy Spirit's heart. But I do know that his birth, his life, and his death, that the Father in heaven had to be separated from the one he loved for all of eternity. For many of you, perhaps family was not good to you. Perhaps family is not good to you. And you think about this Christmas day of, I'm just here by myself. The Father knows what you're going through. In fact, the Father did this, on, did, did this to himself on purpose to save you from that estrangement in and of itself. The loneliness, the anxiety. God knows what you're going through. This Christmas day is joyful for us, but this Christmas day is the start of a real tough stretch for God. And in that, even as God's people, we are humbled by his love and willingness to do so for our sake.
I don't know about you, but if I were God and I was sending my son, I would be putting it on, the, on every bulletin board. Look what I'm about to do for you guys. <laughs> Look how I'm going to send my son off to war. You know, I'm going to start one of, those, one of those campaigns to raise money. You know, I'm going I'm to show you. But God is in his humility. He wasn't here to show his righteousness, his justice. He was here to show his love. So on this Christmas day, celebrate. And I dare, I dare say this, celebrate as where this Christianized world celebrates. It's okay, celebrate family, have lights, have trees, share gifts, celebrate that, enjoy that. But underneath that, though, or covering all of that, be of sober mind, brothers and sisters. Be of sober mind. Celebrate Christmas in humility as God has humbled himself to you. Celebrate in knowing that this was the time where God separated himself somehow, this mystery of the Trinity and, and one of them coming down in the form of the Son. But in the end, let's celebrate that God will return. That for all of you, who know Jesus. The mixed feelings of Christmas, the mixed feelings of life, the mixed feelings of being a, uh, someone who's called righteous in the Lord but still living that sinful life inside of you, all of those mixed things will be gone. And when the Lord returns, we will be made whole in him. Praise the Lord on this day. Praise him for who he is, what he has done, and what he will do. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your mercy. There is no one like you. No one. And yes, Christmas in this world today that we live in is a festive day, Lord God. Father, everyone writes a song. Everyone puts an album out. We all sing songs, Lord. We all exchange gifts. And Lord, there's nothing wrong with that. For you have given this world, Lord, in the, in the, in the shape of your son, this great providential blessing that sort of pours out to all creation, to all the world. That this is good news but Lord, help us as your people, as your church to be sober-minded about this birth, about your mercy towards us and humility towards us, about your own willingness, Lord, to be separated from your Son, about this time of redemptive history, Lord God, that has brought salvation to those who love you. 
And so, Lord, as we continue to worship, give us joy. Joy unspeakable in you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.